That's it, he thought. I did stand atop a formation like this. It happened during... during one of his visions. The very first one. You must unite them, the strange, booming words had told him. You must prepare. Build of your people a fortress of strength and peace. A wall to resist the winds. Cease squabbling and unite. The Everstorm comes. Heroes of presents The Stormlight Archive by Brandon Mr. Sanderson. Book One, The Way of Kings. for spoilers for chapters 12 and 13 of The Way of Kings. If you haven't read that far in the book yet, I would suggest going back, reading, and coming and finding us afterwards. We'll be here waiting for you. Welcome to the show. Uh, I'm your host, Sean Q, and with me as always, the greatest warrior and podcaster in all of Alethgar, it's the Jack Thorn. How's it going, Jack? <laughs> Hello, how are you doing? Pretty good. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm so excited to talk about these chapters. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like every time we do a pod, I'm like, "Ooh, I really love this chapter." But I really love these two chapters. Yeah, these are um, these are great chapters. And although I was uh, from last podcast a little bit on the downside about the fact that it didn't include Shalon, mm-hmm. whom I loved uh, meeting and getting to know in the first uh, part of uh, the Web Kings, but mm-hmm. These two chapters, yeah, I uh, I really enjoy them. Chapter thirteen, which of course we'll get to. Wow, page Turner. Yeah. yeah, and it was only like and seven pages. I, yeah, I I just uh, I loved it. I actually I paused in the middle of it as I told you uh, in the reading because uh, I need to switch gears with stuff that's going on in the in the house. Yeah. Um, but when I got back to it, yeah, I just flip 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 done. It was yeah. fantastic. It's good. That's going to happen more and more often in these books, man. Like the more, like we're still experiencing character development right now, right? Now character mm. development will not stop throughout the series, but we still, we don't know these characters yet. And once we know them, uh, the things that they go through become even better because we're like, we're, we are those characters, right? So the, yeah, it, well, yeah, exactly. We so are. So we need a whole I, bunch, we need a whole, whole fucking bunch of new characters here. Uh, um, the Illuminating Storm. So what, what do you, what do you make of that title? Um, what do you make of that? Well, I Part two, feel, the, yeah, for on. me, I feel like it means um, we're going to be understanding things a little bit more now. We're going right. to be, um, um, this is when we're going to, like, we've kind of been kept in the dark a little bit in part one about really what's going on in this mm-hmm. world. And I feel like part two kind of reveals that a little bit through a storm. Mm. I so like what do you the- think? Well, I, that, uh, th- those were exactly uh, my, my thoughts. And as a first-time reader, um, I'm hoping that it alludes to um, one of the biggest kind of mysteries um, about this series that I would love to have expanded upon is this whole, uh, is are these battles on the Shattered Plains? Right. 
You had so, mentioned that before that you were like, I, I still I don't did. know what's going on. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I just what's know the that... vengeance pack. You like you didn't know what that was. No, no. Yeah, so there's some um, stuff that gets answered here. Yeah. So that's that. So that's exciting. I, I know it's not quite what happened in chapter uh, 12 and 13 mm -hmm. um, necessarily. Um, however, uh, also absent. Uh, just just a note at the beginning. Mm -hmm. So we did get a map. Yes. I believe at the beginning of of chapter twelve. So I'm just yes. Put back to that map. It that is was a map of the shattered plains. Correct? Yeah, prime map of the shattered plains in the east. Mm -hmm. One can clearly note the tower, the largest of the area. War camps are visible in the west. Glyph pairs and plateau numbers have been removed to preserve the clarity of this smaller reproduction of the original hanging in His Majesty Elokar's gallery of maps. So yeah. yeah, you can see like the circles so at the top cool. of the page. Yeah. Those are all the yeah. different High Prince war camps. Yeah, I just um, it's it. What, what's so suspicious about the war camps is their mm. perma is their permanency. Right. That's yeah. Very good point. That's the trick. That's so the we trick need a thing. whole. But we need a whole bunch of new characters here. Let's uh, let's go through some of the names just because before we yeah. kind of get to the mm -hmm. the stuff. Um, we finally, oh. finally get to meet Dalinar, Dalinar Colin. Mm -hmm. We've heard him mentioned a couple times. We saw him drunk at... As uh, a drunk. At yeah, the, that's how yeah, you first read him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. At the yeah. treaty signing when Gavilar gets killed. We saw that, him then. Um, that does we not get to, sum up the character. Yeah, no, that, that is not... You're <laughs> very right. A little bit of false advertising there, Brandon. <laughs> Mr. Yeah. Mr. Sanderson. Oh, yeah, here's a guy, Dalinar. He's a, he's a drunkard. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, oh, he's the greatest man that ever lived. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah he's a drunk. Yeah. Oh, he's a man. exactly. Yeah. Um, so we meet the his two sons, uh, Adeline Colin and mm. Renarin Colin. Mm-hmm. Uh, one is a um, supremely capable shard bearer, and then the other one yeah. is uh, not so capable, but um, yeah, some kind of blood uh, disorder, some blood or weakness, or something. Yeah, blood weakness, as they call it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We meet uh, okay. the king of Elethkar, King Elokar. Elokar, which that name was dropped before. Yes. Um, he's also, um, you know, uh, we, we know this, that Gavilar and Dalinar are brothers. But uh, um, to, to put things more in perspective, like Adelin and uh, Renarin are cousins with the king, right? So they're... Right. You know, th these, are, these are high, high royalty that we're meeting here. Mm-hmm. And then we uh, um, we meet the man who I lovingly call High Prick Sadius. High Prick, <laughs> not High Prince, but High Prick Sadius. Hey, don't don't, don't give anything away because I don't really know that he's a prick. No, I, but uh, uh, but Adeline, uh, I'm not saying he is, but Adeline definitely oh. thinks he is. So that's why I'm saying yes, that. Adeline, Adeline is not having. Yeah, he's he's trying to stay close and and whatnot. Well, yeah. I mean, can we can we go just back to the beginning of this uh chapter 12 mm -hmm. so yeah let's let's get absent, into it now absent right off the bat no uh, death quotes yes no death quote but there's a different so kind of quote. part one so there's a different kind of quote yeah do you want to read it for us um i can do uh just give me one second i gotta flip actually back to chapter 12 okay. okay so this is this chapter called unity starts with this Old friend, I hope this missive finds you well. Though, as you are now essentially immortal, I would guess that wellness on your part is something of a given. Mm -hmm. 
So it sounds like this is just a letter being written from one person to another. Hmm. Right now, let's uh, let's jump ahead for a second and pull the quote from chapter 13, 13? to read it right away. Yeah, okay. I realize that you are probably still angry. That is pleasant to know. Much of your perpetual health, I have come to rely upon your dissatisfaction with me. It is one of the Cosmere's great constants, I should think. So right away, the one thing that I do want to tell you is the all of not all about 80% of Brandon Sanderson's uh, writings falls mm -hmm. under the universe that is known as the Cosmere. The Cosmere, right. right. That's the first and time that that term was, was yeah. dropped. Yeah, exactly. In this, in this novel, anyways, it's the first time that, we, that you hear that, that term. So mm -hmm. I just mm -hmm. want there to give you an, uh, like a, um, a grasp on the totality of what he's saying here. It is one of the Cosmere's great constants. So like all of reality is the Cosmere right. in, in Roshar or whatever. Very cool. Mm -hmm. Very cool. So um, they're so start, on a hunt, right? That's where they're, they're going. On a hunt. Chapter today, 12. Today is an excellent day to slay a god, is how yeah. this chapter begins with that comment by King Elokar. Mm -hmm. uh, another comment I liked from from Sadius. I say Sadius. Uh, or Sadius. Or can, Sadius. But, but you can say it's, it's either way. Uh, the, I think the, uh, um, the audible um, Michael reading one is Sadius. Sadius. But I think I always said it Sadius whenever I read it. So, um, so Sadius or Sadius. Uh, he says gods should fear the Alethi nobility. Mm -hmm. So I kind of, I wrote that down as, that's interesting. He Adeline, said... He oh, says that the uh, the gods should fear the Alethi nobility at least most, at and least most, right? Yeah, and then Adeline and, uh, takes that as a jab towards his father, right? Yes, as we find out that uh, Adeline's feelings about his father are: look, can can you not just be the dad that I that, that I that I knew that all the men knew? Mm -hmm. um, because he's been waning with these. Uh, you know, he's having these visions or ravings or these episodes yeah. that are plaguing yeah. him and, and the, you know, everybody's starting to talk and this once, you know, great warrior hasn't really been showing his stuff, uh, even though he's, you know, in a top position next to the king. Right. And, uh, and of course this King Elokar has been, you know, uh, I guess he inherited the throne because of, uh, his father's uh, death and stuff, his father's death. So, mm -hmm. but there's also there are also these other high princes that could you know vie for that claim or doubt the claim right um so elokar is on shaky ground with the uh kingdom as it is mm -hmm. and, and the fact that uh dalinar is you know not showing uh all of his colors in terms of his uh um well because it, i think it was said that he was known as one of the greatest warriors that had ever lived, greatest warriors mm -hmm. and generals that had ever lived. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, um, there's a, there's a bunch of stuff here about Dalinar. We, um, that we get all kinds of like different things from his son, right? Mm -hmm. Um, they, they start by, um, talking about what they look like, right? So Dalinar, um, or, or let's, let's start with the king. The Elokar, the king is wearing gold shard plate, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And Sadius is in red. Yes. And Adeline is in blue. Blue. Yeah. But Dalinar's is like a yeah. plain slate gray. Slate gray, the original he's the color. Only one in all 10 war camps that doesn't yeah. that didn't uh, visually enhance his armor with with anything yeah. 
He's literally wearing it plain. No, no paint, no yeah. adornments, and no. and I love the way that um, that they kind of kind of explained it a little bit that he considers it. Um, uh, I've got it in my notes here. Uh, was not that, that the plate, the shard plate, was not an ornament. It was a tool. Mm-hmm. It was something that you used, you know, in, in servitude. And and certainly didn't require or uh, demand any or ornamentation. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that, that's that's a real. I mean, we don't paint our hammers and our wrenches. No. In in our toolboxes, do we? Like, so but he's got like, a very. There's there's like to me it sells it says to me that like the Alethi are like very fancy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like they love fancy things and glittery things, mm-hmm. and the fact that they would like adorn their their battle armor with like fancy stuff, like and like paint it all fancy, like it mm-hmm. it's it's kind of funny. You know what I mean? Yeah. The fact that Dalinar doesn't to me is more reasonable. Like he's he's a practical army guy, right? Like yeah, yeah. He's he's a he's a he's a he's a pragmatic character. It yeah. seems and uh, very very devoted. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially in servitude, protection of the of the of the king. Yeah. So, um, so um, Adeline yeah, makes... says that um, that uh, Dalinar and his uh, shard bear uh, shard plate is its natural state. Like mm-hmm. he he's mm-hmm. uh, he's not complete when he's out of his armor. He's not uh, the actual right. like complete person until he's in his armor. It makes me think a little bit of that um, that thing they say about Batman that like Bruce Wayne is the mask. And that Batman's the real person. Like I feel mm. like Dalinar is, is like his real self when he's in his shard plate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like he's, that. He's in his natural state. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you said that like uh, um, he's like the greatest warrior that ever lived, um, greatest warrior that ever lived, or or, or general. Yeah. But, so he can command but, armies as well as be a force of himself on the battlefield. That's a huge thing, right? Some people can like, you know, see the battlefield and and call it from afar and be like, you need men here, you need men there, but not actually ever get their hands dirty. But Dalinar does it all. Dalinar is the greatest general and warrior yeah. that ever lived. Right. And now he's going mad. Going yeah. going mad. They they actually I refer to to hit like 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 during a high storm, he falls to the floor shaking, raving in gibberish. Um, his blue eyes delusional, swinging and flailing. Yeah. So th- this yeah. is, you know, and 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 in these moments and these ravings of these episodes, he's he's referring to the Knights Radiant, right? Yeah, so yeah. He's, he's making these 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 claims, these these utterances, these not ravings. every time. Adeline says no. Sometimes, uh, sometimes. Uh, often he says. After the episodes, he's talking about the Knights Radiant. Knights Radiant. Um, and he doesn't yeah. know if it's connected, and he's like, and Adeline thinks, like, is he reliving battles in, of his youth when he's in his mm. seizures, or mm. is he like reliving Galavar's death, right? Because which is super traumatic mm. to him. Yes, it so, is. So, like, yeah. he thinks that it could be either one, right? And and Adeline, his son, is like, you know, who, like, father, like you, you are Blackthorn. You are the genius <laughs> yeah. on the battlefield. You are a living legend. And this is happening to you, so it's it's a great source of uh, of embarrassment and 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 I, I guess sadness really for Adeline um, that his dad is dealing with this. Yeah, and then it's like a he, it's like one of our heroes, you know, one of our like sports heroes. You know, you see uh, Muhammad Ali um, like 
you know, late in his life, shaking. Like it's mm. seeing these like great heroes succumb to disease prime. and yeah, old age. It's it's sad, right? Like it it makes us feel sad uh, uh, to see that. And that this guy is his son, and he's like he says something like he wished he. Um, he's jealous of. I don't know if it's in this chapter or the next one, but he says he's jealous of the people who got to see him as the Blackthorn. As the Blackthorn. Yeah. Because I, like, uh, now all he sees is this older man, right? Yeah, and an older man who's who's going mad. Yeah. Um, and losing all of his clout and respect amongst all of these uh, these uh, well, amongst the military. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's that's huge when that's your. There's a line here that I want to point out with this, and uh, it's thematically kind of cool. I like it. Um, Adeline mm-hmm. thinks to himself, he says, what do you do as a son when the greatest man who ever lived starts to lose his wits? Mm-hmm. And then, like, very, very shortly here in this chapter, we're going to meet the king's wit, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, uh, Adeline's worried that the Dalinar is losing his wits, and then the same where verbiage is used uh the 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 king's wit shows up right so i kind of like that a little bit there's a little bit of like i really like that too actually i didn't have that in my in my notes but that's really neat that uh what you could subtly infer from that is that um since the king uh has a wit that is you know a separate thing if 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 dalinar is losing his wits uh so-called they're Mm -hmm. almost uh sort of subtly saying that he's king-like right and the the other thing too is that like jesters historically jesters and that's what the wit is he's sort of a jester he's more of like an insult comic but um uh like when you look at king lear and in king lear the um everyone in the play is gone fucking nuts except mm-hmm. for the the jester like except mm-hmm. for the fool right the fool is the only reasonable person in the play and everyone else has lost their shit and so i feel like that's kind of what's going on here is that like the, the so what's missing is a sense of humor yeah exactly and that's exactly what it is right like i feel like dalinar is um everyone thinks that he's losing his wits he's losing himself and then here comes this guy who um is like kind of like a a joke almost but he seems to have some um some deep things to say i think there's a little bit of a king lear thing going on there Mm, could be that's that's interesting i didn't uh i didn't make that uh, comparison but that's um i really like that that's um Mm -hmm. that's that's very very cool that's why we do this podcast bro what we that's why we do what we do that's what we do um Um, so sadius is bragging about victory oh okay okay just before we let that go though you know uh see dalinar i think was Mm -hmm. in a position to claim that throne and um, because that was part of what Adeline and others, maybe including Sadius, what they didn't like about Dalinar is that he kind of, you know, bent the knee and let Alokar, you know, claim it after his father. But his brother, I think, may, could have fought for either more control or maybe even for the, the kingdom. No, is that not some I, sort of suggestion? I think that text? you're you're kind of reading. I don't think it says it plainly oh, okay. in the text, okay. but I think that okay. you're right in assuming that because mm-hmm. there is a spot in the. Um, excuse me, I'm just changing my my uh, sitting position. Um, there mm-hmm. is a spot in this two chapter uh, segment that talks about how um, Galavar and uh, uh, Dalinar forge this empire together mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so i think that what you're thinking is that you know elicar might be young and unfit when galavar dies and that 
Dalinar could have probably taken the throne, even though it doesn't say anything about that. I think it's it's I think, it's actually I good think... of you to infer that because there is Dalinar seems to be unquestionably the most fit person to rule. Oh, you know what? And then Sadius says that uh, that horrible thing. I just this was when I was like, okay, I'm, I yeah, I don't like this character, but I'm I'm, I'm not saying he says I, I guess even the best weapons eventually grow old or dull. Yes. Sorry, grow dull. And I was like, he's been, Fuck he's you. been thrown out, fucking like veiled threats and veiled insults the whole time. Mm. Like and he, Adeline, of course, is is trying to you know stay close to this conversation. So Adel Adeline and his and his brother. Uh, uh, sorry, it's Revenin or uh, Renarin? Renarin. So Adeline and Renarin are together and trying to keep close to the king and Sadius and uh, Dalinar as they're, as they're riding. And um, in so doing, you know, his brother's like, you know, let just don't, don't get caught up in this because every time you get close to Sadius and, and hear what he has to say, it, it, it makes your blood boil and I don't want a confrontation <laughs> yeah. to stay out of it. Like, I, this is not good. And he's like, oh, no, like, I, I, sorry. and he, uh, he's, he's um, keeping up with Sadius. And so he hears this comment. He hears this, yeah. this, this slight, this insult. And yeah. he's, and Adeline is immediately thinking, you know, if this were the old days, like my dad wouldn't have even tolerated that. He would have confronted yeah. you right here yeah. and now. And, and this would have <laughs> yeah. been settled. But then an interesting little thing that they drop is that you, that Adeline, of course, is also feeling like I would love to challenge Sadius on this, of course. And but he you, just but you let's, don't do a high princess. The, it's not done. Leave, ex exactly. He, it's not done to high princess, but it's also it's what Adeline likes to do. He wants to duel. Like he wants to duel those two dudes that are talking mm -hmm. about his dad later on, too. Yeah. He's well, like, he, I want to just fucking duel everybody. Yeah, he well, he comments j just after this, uh, like he's thinking about, you know, he, I want to duel you and I can't because it's not done. And then mm -hmm. he's saying. He's saying he's not fond of the hunts anyway. It's just butchery. Mm -hmm. And he reduces this whole event. This whole thing is just butchery. Um, it, I, I like I like that comment because when he lays it out the way he lays it out, like uh, in that first chapter, I agree with Adeline. Like, there's no contest here. But then we see that this thing becomes a contest well, later. Yeah. Well, well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This wasn't butchery. <laughs> no, we'll, in this we'll case, get to that after though. We're we'll get to we're that jumping after. the shark here. Yeah, we're we're, we're going, um, getting up to two ahead of ourselves. Um, one of the things I really love though is um, when Renarin's like, "Yo, down boy," kind of thing to his brother. Um, Adeline looks to his hand, and he's got his hand outstretched like he's going to summon his shard blade. Mm -hmm. And like, it, it, it's almost like his hand did it without Adeline even realizing he was doing it. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's the uh, well. He's he's a fighter. He's uh, yeah. he doesn't want to take any shit. No, um, and I don't I don't blame him. I don't uh, I I wouldn't want to take it either. So and nobody should take shit. No. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah. So then we uh, um, we like get to the end of this uh, POV, and this is the first time this has yeah. happened in this book. Now mm -hmm, mm -hmm, we mm -hmm. change POV mid chapter. Yep. I really love this because we get to see Dalinar. Again, remember we uh, at the beginning of the, the the book, we the first time we got to see Kaladin wasn't through Kaladin's POV. It was through Sen's POV, the little boy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And now the first time we need, meet Dalinar, it's not through Dalinar. It's not through Dalinar's own um, point of view. It's through mm -hmm. his sons, right? Mm -hmm. So I like this. I I like the way that he's done this and like kind of switched it back and forth a little bit. Mm -hmm. I I like the switching as well. I think it serves part one very well. Uh, in terms of the chapters, mm -hmm. uh, making it very sort of concentrative in the narrative, like what yeah. you're following. 
uh, because there's a lot of world building going on, a lot of name dropping. But in part two, yeah, you're right. Like now uh, it's almost as if I've done some of the world building. I've brought you here. You should like now let's uh, sort of switch between all these things that are happening at all, all, all at once. Yeah. Um, almost it, like, you know, it almost feels the, too like uh, like this one chapter is three chapters. Because we get to like we mm, get Adeline, mm. then Dalinar, and then Adeline again. I feel mm. like it's um it's like jam packed like three different chapters into one chapter, and it's it's a it's a really neat. Like I know other authors do this. Like I know I understand change of POV, you know, within uh, um uh, writing is is a popular thing. It's actually a, a, a excuse me, it's all it's actually a big Robert uh, Jordan thing. He used to do it for Wheel of Time all the time, mm. as you know, you jam pack three or four characters in one chapter, so that this way. Remember when we would watch um. Uh, game of thrones and we'd be like you know you wouldn't get um you wouldn't really get uh, um everyone's perspective sometimes you don't get like an episode that was mostly about this person mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. that's you know you would need to spread that shit out right you need to have your characters all show up because if they don't then then people are going to be like well, where the fuck's this character you know remember how long we went without seeing bran we went like two seasons almost without seeing bran and mm-hmm. and then when, at the end they were like, yeah. By the way, he's the king now. You're like, well, fuck, man. He wasn't even in the show for two seasons. Like, fuck off. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah, like, yeah. No, no, I... by having us have the POV, we get to be inside their heads. That's the most important thing. Being no, able to have sure. be inside our characters' heads is super important. This is uh, this is a neat thing. This uh, this speaks to the title of chapter twelve. So unite them. Hmm. Uh, words like that, yeah, that uh, keep repeating in Dalinar's head. He, in fact, yeah. it says that he could not get them out of his head. These, mm-hmm. these words, and the king, of course, Elokar gallops ahead. Um, uh, Dalinar joins, and Adeline is left in command. Right. Um, and he's he refers to the king. This is Dalinar. He refers to the king as a boy, even though he's twenty-seven years old. Right. Right. Um, I think that's a normal grown-up. Thing. Yeah. I refer to my nieces and nephews as kids still, the kids, and they're all they're all teenagers, and it's because in my mind they'll always be you know six or seven or whatever, right? Uh, we get to meet uh, Dalinar's steed, mm-hmm. Galant. <laughs> yeah, Galant. yeah, uh, right, stallion. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I love this. I put a star beside this. This is one of my little little things I loved about this chapter the most. The yeah. animals chose the riders. Yeah, and there's only like a dozen Rashadiums in all of the ten war camps. Like that's mm-hmm. how rare it is to be. Um, like we say ten war camps, but like we have to understand that there's like thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people here. You mm-hmm. know, there's thousands upon thousands upon thousands of warriors here, of fighters. You know, there's even more probably service people and families and like this is an actual city state over here, right? At the Shattered Plains. So the fact there's only 12 people in the whole of the war camps that have Rashadiums is means it's pretty special to be chosen. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll meet uh, Adeline's later. Adeline's is called Sherblood. I, I love that. Yeah, yeah, Sherblood. That's cool. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, Galen but um, uh, is cool. Yeah, but so the king and uh, Dalinar, his uncle, are having a race. And mm-hmm. I really love this part. I think they're it shows play, the uh, playing a little game. Yeah, mm-hmm. I show it play. It's a little playful. Um, it's there's a, it's a little bit light, and I like that there is they're showing us this connection between Dalinar and his nephew, and um, it matters later because we get to see 
him have a good relationship with him so he's not just protecting him later because he's the king he's protecting him because he's a nephew that he loves right like they, mm, yeah. they have this bond and i i really like this and they they capitalize this too uh the thrill of contest mhm mhm yeah it says the thrill of contest is good but not as good as the thrill of battle and both mm -hmm. are with capital capitalized on thrill yeah we will re revisit that later in the series Oh, okay, so yeah, I, I wrote that down. We don't really know anything about why it's capitalized, but um, I wrote it down as one of my. I was interested in, yeah. uh, in that. There will be um, more thrills of contest and thrills of battle, and you will see what that means. Okay, but they climb like uh, fucking Dalinar races to this plateau, this uh, this vantage point, and he fucking leaps straight eight, up eight feet. I know, <laughs> wearing like, I know. super heavy heavy armor. Yeah, I know. He's I like was a thinking... fucking superhero, bro. I was thinking about uh, in D and D. I'm like, yeah, I'm in full plate. That's not going to happen. That's never happen. <laughs> but if you had like boots of uh, of jumping, uh, leaping and jumping, and your strength was 22, and you know what I mean, like that's what this armor does to him. Yeah, exactly. No, it's uh, it's very very cool. That uh, we'll talk a little bit more later about the actual armor. Um, I have it in my info dump, so we'll talk a little bit more about like specifics about the armor itself. But mm -hmm. uh, um, yeah, I love that scene where he just fucking leaps up eight feet. It's awesome. Love it, yeah. So yeah, the the contest is really really cool. I, I, yeah. I thought that was a, a good little character establishing moment. But they each chose different ways to get on top of the rock formation. Right, right. So it kind of shows a little bit about the personality too. I think. Mm-hmm. Yep. But when it comes down to it, um, he's about Dalinar's about to win this little contest between him and his nephew, and then he hears "unite them again" in his head. And whether or not he's hearing it or um, he's Imagining remembering it, yeah. it, like he's remembering hearing that voice, um, mm. we don't really have any con we don't have any real no. um, uh, idea of whether it's one or the other. But it gives him pause enough that he lets the king win the race, and yeah. then the king stands there proud on his vantage point, surrounded by glory, Spren. Glory, Spren. I have that here. So yeah, and he also noted that younger men needed victories. Yes. So he basically allows his nephew to win this little this little contest yeah it's um, one of the reasons why they say stuff like you know i, I don't want to use sports as another um metaphor or analogy or whatever but um they they say that you know uh for um the nhl like the people who uh, the players in the nhl who play who do really really well um have are the kids that showed up at the world juniors and played really well at the world juniors if you win at the World Juniors and you play well, then it gives you the confidence to go to the next step and play well in the next league, right? Like, mm. so it's 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 neat. Like, you, you, young men need victories to to feel. And that's why some of the better you know NBA players are the guys who succeeded in college, right? Like they they yeah. had really really good call. Even if they weren't drafted high, um, they had really successful college years and really had some wins under their belt that gives them confidence for later. Um. So the cobalt. The Cobalt Guard arrives, uh, including Sadius. They ride up. Yeah. And um, uh, Sadius has shard plate, but does not have a shard blade. Yeah. And he is very uh, jealous of Adeline, who has one. <laughs> yeah, because Adeline got his when he was 16. He got it from his mother's mm. side of the family. And he mm -hmm. like inherited or whatever, and uh, yeah, Sadius does, does not does not. Later on, when we get to uh, Adeline's point of view again, he says something like, "Yeah, come and try to take it. Come and duel me for it. We'll see what what happens." Adeline is so cocky. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
we haven't mentioned uh, Adeline's um, love interests that he is in trouble with. Oh God, yeah. Uh, Janala and <laughs> what's the other? It's, I can't remember the other one's name. Uh, it's um, Renana uh, or something like that. There's uh, they, they both sound the same. We should have this in maybe in the info dump. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of funny that he's having uh, 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 girl girl troubles as a young yeah Rilla Rilla and Janala. That's it, Rilla. That's yeah. the one. He mm-hmm. uh, he invited, but that's in his the, the next POV or whatever. But he ends mm-hmm. up um, he ends up inviting both of them at the same time by accident or something. Or saw one of them saw him with the other, and so he you know he, he, he yeah one of them saw, saw him saw him with the other yeah exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was he was being a little bit of a player and screwed up a little bit. Um, it mentions uh, uh, build a fortress of strength and peace, a wall to yeah. resist the winds. The ever mm-hmm. storm comes. Yeah. So I have a star beside that. What what's what's that about? Is that okay? Foreshadowing. So this is or... um. Well, this is um. This is the voice, right? Hmm. So he says, um, he's Speaking standing to top of this uh, this vantage point, and he's like, you know, there's um, there's something familiar here. Um, and he um, he looks it looks around. He's like, this feels like I've been here before. And then a little later in the the POV, mm. he's standing and he's like, oh yeah, that's it. He thought I did stand atop a formation like this. It happened during during one of his visions, the very first vision. And then he hears, you must unite them. The strange booming words that Ted told him, you must prepare during uh, of your people uh, a build of your people a fortress of strength and peace like you said a wall to resist the winds cease squabbling and unite the everstorm comes so whatever this is is something we've finally get the rest of the unite them because we've he's told like he said unite them a couple of times in this pov and then now this is the full quote that that unite them comes from so he's remembering hearing this in one of his visions mm-hmm. That's as much as uh, we can talk about it, but we'll talk about that. <laughs> but he gets his visions during high storms, and there's no high storm right now, so there's no um, there's no fear of of him having a seizure or anything. So um, uh, then I think the scout reports happen. Yeah, right. Yeah, there's Terror. um. Yeah, what do I have here? Blah, 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 blah. Scout. Yeah, oh, there's um. Oh, there's a little important part here. There's um. Mm. The king is seemingly paranoid of assassination, and rightly so. I mean, yes. his dad was assassinated by the, yeah. the assassin in white, so you know, it makes sense. He's pissed off about it and scared about it and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the um, Dalinar gives a report to the king um, about whether or not there was any evidence of any intruders watching Elokar like a few nights before. Um, and uh, he says there, there was no one. And he's like, but I mean, Alucard's like, I tell you there was someone there. Like, I promise you. It's just not me being paranoid. Like, the, he doesn't say those words, but it's implied. Mm. Like, he says, I'm not being paranoid, uncle. There was someone watching me in my rooms kind of thing. So that's important in so much that it gives us a kind of a mind frame of how Alucard is. He's recklessly abandoning him, his safety out here on the plains, but then he's super paranoid when he gets back about Mm-hmm. Like, you know, knives in the shadows. And Adeline mm-hmm. says something in the next POV about it, right? He um he doesn't understand how his his cousin can be like that, you know. Um well, super super brave in the open. Yeah, and, and coward and, and, uh, and behind fearful, yeah, yeah and paranoid yeah. in I mean uh, for us readers on the outside, he's probably just suffering like from PTSD of his dad dying. And <laughs> yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? He's like he's got some mental illness, you know what I mean? So 
you know, and in our world, we would just medicate him and stuff. And then like, you know, maybe send him to a, a psychiatrist about his problems. Mm-hmm. Um, but in here, it's seen like Aladdin is looking at it like a weakness, right? Like mm-hmm. Adelin doesn't think favorably upon it. Like it, it's a bad look for the king. And mm-hmm. then he might have a point. But I mean, I don't I for me, I don't blame him. I, I if my dad was assassinated, like I would have, you know, I'd always think people people were after me, especially if I was the new king. I w- I would be watching uh, anyone uh, in in uh, in the in the whites. Yeah. Um especially the tidy whites. The tidy whites. I I'd be thinking that uh the the assassins in white. Um, <laughs> the, the assassin in tidy whites. <laughs> it's like, um, oh my god, it's fruit of the looms. Get him. <laughs> <laughs> they tackle this guy. What was the deal? I'm These just, are just underwear. I swear yeah. to God, I'm not an assassin. I'm just a streaker. Um, so we changed the POV yeah, I, again. I, 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 like, I like Toga. What's the deal? <laughs> yeah, that's um, not a crime, is it? Hello, car. Uh, are we changing POV? I mean, uh, yeah, we changed POV again. I think, and uh, we go oh, back okay. to Adeline, right? Oh, okay. I I had it. Then the next thing in my notes was that Elo Car. Um, and Dalinar uh, have a different way of getting down from the... Oh, yeah, right. That's um, that's during Adeline's point of view. Adeline sees mm-hmm. them from mm-hmm. down on the ground and sees them at the formation. Right. <laughs> yeah, uh, Alucard just jumps. Jumps 40 feet. <laughs> yeah. In the shard plate and actually lands it. Mm-hmm. Um, and Dalinar, of course, took a safer way, lowered himself to a safer distance. Yeah, he did, like, um, two smaller jumps. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, the uh, soldiers give uh, Adeline a report and stuff, and uh, Adeline's like, uh, okay, send some troops behind us, make sure we're not flanked. Flanked, mm-hmm. And he's only doing it because he knows his dad would want it done, so he's just right. following orders that he's all, he already knows. Like, yep. you can hear his dad's voice almost saying, yep. like, better do this. Better do this, yeah, to be yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the Alethi war codes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's talk about that. Talk about that. So um, um, Dalinar is the only one that strictly follows them. Mm. They're super out of date. Sorry, and his sons, and his, and his sons. sons. Well, the whole, all of the, uh, all of the Colin princedom follows them, right? He, his, mm. the, this is the other thing that we have to talk about a little bit here is the, uh, the structure. So Elokar is the king of all of Alethkar, but um, Colin has it still its own princedom, and right. Dalinar is the head of that princedom, right? But he gives up a lot of the day-to-day workings of that princedom to Elokar to make Elokar feel better about being in charge because he can't really Elokar doesn't really do anything as king, mm-hmm. right? So, and Adeline thinks to himself that you know people see that as a weakness of Dalinar's that he's giving his you know nephew um, more responsibility mm-hmm. um, when in reality he's just doing it because he's a good uncle, right? Mm-hmm. but the codes yeah so um so that means all of the colon war camps and all the colon people that are in that princedom all follow the codes so down to like the uh, lowly dark eyes spearmen they would follow the codes as well mm-hmm. all the way up to the high prince's son adeline and adeline's like i fucking hate the codes <laughs> You must abide by the code. This reminds me of the bridge in the River Kwai, um, where it's so wonderfully said that uh, war is not a game of cricket huh. um, in terms of abiding by the Geneva Convention. Yeah. Um, 
So I, I had I had I that thought. I've ever seen that movie. Oh, it's excellent. That's I'll an excellent. To, yeah, I, I I know it's like you know on the top one hundred list of movies or whatever of all time. I just I've never, I've never gotten around to <laughs> yeah. watching it. Yeah, it's a heavyweight. It's a heavyweight. Is there's lots to it, like. It's one of those films that you you can you can think about a lot yeah. of things that are going oh, on. That's cool. There. So, um, but I, I was thinking a little bit about that. Um, the the next thing that I had in my notes was that, uh, Sadius's men, uh, mm -hmm. Varshan and Lombard throw insults again at Dalinar. Mm -hmm. And this I think is another that, moment where Adeline's like, man, if I, if it wasn't for these fucking codes, yeah, I would have fucking exactly. fooled these dudes and they'd right. be fucking dead. So the code, uh, that's what I was thinking is that the code yeah. is preventing, uh, uh, you know, Adeline from, from being able to en enact uh, what he would certainly, uh, would certainly be swift justice um, for insulting his father. Yeah. Uh, but once again, he has to bite his, uh, bite his tongue and and uh yeah. and he does it he's a good that if nothing else adeline is a good soldier he's been given a, a command and he will follow it even if he fucking hates it he'll hmm. fucking follow it he'll he he's on that shit like he's hmm. he will not cross his commander which happens to be his dad but he won't cross his commander he's a good soldier so so i think that they they realize that they're gonna they're going to kind of like rest here for a while while the army advances is that right and yeah so I think, they're gonna I think they're, they almost set up like a temporary court uh sort of thing like uh, because they're they're serving wine that's been chilled yeah, they, from Fabril they and... expect the uh the ch the uh fiend to be like a couple of plateaus over and mm. Elicar just wants to go and he's like Dalinar's right. like why did I bring my men if you yeah. know why why are all these guys here all these soldiers here if we're not going to do it the right way so let me just do it the fucking right way right and then Dalinar is looking eastward toward the origins. Yeah. Where high storms began. Yeah. Like yes. Yeah. It's somewhere off in the distance on the, like, uh, in the oceans or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's probably just like a huge, like, it's like the Atlantic Ocean, right? That's where the, the, um, the hurricanes and all that kind of stuff, uh, start. There's, um, there's a point here that I wanted to, to, to mention before we get too far in. Uh, Adeline, um, yet again, blames the codes for them going on less and less plateau runs. Um, mm -hmm. And they're claiming yes, less and less gem right. hearts. And at first in this part of the, 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 um, the two chapters, we don't really still know what that means. But then we really know later on whenever they actually harvest a gem heart. And we can get that later, but... Um, it seems like the Colin war camps are not getting the victories out of this campaign that they used to. Right. Certainly not enjoying these uh, these contests or these the, these sporting um, victories, if you will. Right. Because, well, I mean, it, it is wealth. I mean, like the 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 gem hearts are valuable. Mm hmm. But uh, no, you're right about that. That's that's for sure. I, I had it in my notes that uh, just going back to Adeline's uh, one of his one of his girlfriends said uh, that she hates the hunts. This is Janala. Yeah. And she thought that they were barbarous and they dropped that she was the daughter of Bright Lord Lusto. I don't know if Lusto comes up later or not, but hmm. I wrote that she, down. Yeah, he um, he's trying to get married off to other royalty, right? Mm -hmm. a, a high prince's daughter so that this way they can forge treaties you know like this is 
you know how royalty and 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 fantasy and literature and stuff like they never get to marry for who they want they have to marry for political gain and stuff and that's what this is right it's funny that dalinar his dad uh can't keep up with all of uh, adeline's girls because he's like what, what whatever happened to Dealey, the the short hair <laughs> yeah. the short the short haired girl that likes the silver hair ribbons and yeah. uh, and, Ad, and adeline or or was it um his brother was saying uh he stopped seeing her like months ago yeah so he can't can't even keep up yeah um he uh i like here how he said like um dalinar is like every every parent ever right like <laughs> yeah. he's like he might be the greatest warrior and ge- military genius in the whole world but he literally can't figure out who his son is dating and that's like every parent like like my mom thought I dated uh, um, Shauna McIntosh for two years in high school. And I think I dated her for like a month and a half. And she's like, Oh, so where's, we haven't seen Shauna in a while. I haven't dated Shauna in like two years, mom. Like, what the yeah. hell? That's funny. Yeah. Uh, this I wrote down is uh, as, as a, a line that uh, I think speaks a little bit to the chapter a little bit, mm-hmm. especially with regards to Elicar. The hallmark of insecurity is bravado. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it gets dropped in us in this the last part of this chapter that Dalinar wants King Elicar to leave the Shattered Plains. Yeah, and Adeline is like, "What? You know, yeah. like, like, uh, <laughs> no." Um, and then it said that some things are more important than vengeance. Yeah, and this is where you get uh, the vengeance pack stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so Dalinar is... says that they're that the uh, the kingdom is only united in name, and that mm-hmm. the war that they're playing here is just a game for the high princess, a competition for them to win wealth. And then I have mm-hmm. here in my notes that the shattered planes are dividing them, and this is a harken back to Kaladin's quote that the shattered planes break those that come to her, and that Alethkar came to the shattered planes for vengeance, and now it's breaking them as a people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's breaking them up. Mm-hmm. Well, it's uh, yeah, the, the the landscape has become, um, it's affecting the uh, these kingdoms. Right. Yeah, it's really really cool. There's such so much imagery going on here. But, know, but it this... says it says also that Adeline would never forgive the Parshendi. No. Because it changed um, his dad, right? Mm-hmm. It like when his brother his... died, it completely changed Alinar and. And Adeline wants the the Blackthorn back. He wants this like amazing warrior, not this guy that follows the codes and always does right. And like he wants the old guy back, like the the Blackthorn. Then the king's wit comes. Mm-hmm. Rides up on a black gelding. Yeah, I fucking love wit. Okay, so here, <laughs> there's a, I have a little uh, um, description of here. Uh, okay. Wit is a tall and thin man wearing a black coat, black pants, and deep onyx hair. He has a dueling foil at his side. He's like a court jester, but he doesn't really court jest. He insults for the king. So he's like a insult comic that the king uses to insult people that he himself can't insult because he can't get his hands dirty. He's, he's a goth. Yeah. He's, a, he's a cradle of filth fan. Yeah, he totally is. He's awesome. He, he looks like... Um, he looks like every like a teenage boy in every uh, a comedy that comes out, and they're like, "I'm just gonna go to my room, mom." <laughs> he has uh, he has blue eyes, but he isn't a light eyes. Yikes. Nor is yeah. he a dark yeah. eyes, and 
And this is not necessarily about eye color. This is about status. Like he Mm. has light eyes, but he's not a, um, like a high status light eyes person. He's, Mm. he's more like a dark eyes, but doesn't have a dark eyes. Well, he's his own category. It said, right. it said the wit the wit is the wit. The wit, yeah. So he's just like this mm-hmm. other... Um, yeah, he's outside of all that stuff, which is mm-hmm. really, really cool. Um, and the one thing that Adeline says, which I really like, is that he seems to know things that he shouldn't. Right. And uh, that makes me think that he's, you know, he's got a really high charisma and he's really proficient in gather information. So he, Art of knowledge. he just has people that tells him stuff. Yeah, like he just, mm-hmm. you know... Um, one of my favorite parts, I think my highlight for this chapter, really, we've got a lot of really cool stuff here. The chase between uncle and son, the, uh, mm-hmm. all this stuff. My favorite thing is this interaction between wit and Renarin. Okay, um, please, please go over it. Yeah, you're right. It's brilliant. Yeah. So <laughs> wits like, uh, you know, um, he says something like, oh, hello, Adeline and, uh, hello, wit. And the, they like says hello to everybody. And then he's like, why isn't like, uh, wit says something like, you know, why isn't Renarin looking at me? And Adeline's like, he thinks that if you look at him or he looks at you, you're going to pick on him. And he's like, well, no, he's like, I'm not going to pick on him. And then he starts telling this tale about how him and Renarin went out on the town and got these, <laughs> yeah. these two girls, these two hot girls. And, um, and then Renarin's like, that's not true. That's a lie. That's, that's and a then, lie. And it's like, you're right. It was three girls. And, <laughs> <laughs> and it like he's like kind of pulling his like you know he's pulling him out of his shell a little bit and then yeah. dalinar's like enough wit like he does not like them <laughs> being picked on yeah and then he says um that those that deserve my mockery are those who can benefit from it and then he says right. kind of slightly to the side to dalinar that renarn isn't as fragile as everyone thinks he is right and i really love this i really love yeah. this part it's like Wit almost sees something in Renarin that no one else sees, yeah. you know? Yep. I have, yeah, I wrote that down too. I think that's, um, I'm hoping that that is something that comes up later. Mm-hmm. Um, um, yeah, so I love the, the, the interactions with Wit. Um, Wit comes back. It's not the only time we'll see him. I, uh, I love him. I think it's like, it's kind of like what you said that um, Syl is there to like, like lighten up the mood of Kalanin's story. And I feel like mm. Wit is there to kind of like uh, be a, like um, a comedic presence in all this dour seriousness. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is, um, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a great character introduction. It's a little short. Uh, we, we don't get much of Wit in, in this. No. Um and then I think uh, the last few bits of the chapter are uh, going over these grand bows, right. large steel bows mm-hmm. um, that only shard bears um, can use. I have that in my uh, my info dump section. Info dumps, yeah. It, yeah. Grand bows. Um, but we can and talk it, about it now, too. No, no, it's fine. And then it drops uh, Navani, uh, who is the widow of Gavilar, the mother of right. Elokar. Yeah, Yasna. the queen mother mother and that she had a hand in developing these grand bows is that right yeah yeah she's a so that's um, really cool she's a fabrial scientist you don't really get that yet <laughs> but um <laughs> she is one of the people who develop these fabrials okay yeah it's really Fascinating. cool that's that's really yeah. neat and then of uh, so, course the big event that happens at the end right is that the chasm fiend uh does make his appearance well his i'm not sure it could be female i don't know Mm-hmm. let's uh it it uh, makes its appearance but not where they expect right dun 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 dun, dun and it so does your, attack um, on the, on the viewing plateau rather than mm-hmm. on the other where plateau. they were setting up yeah the, you know yeah. like so we're, we're all <laughs> well i mean certainly it's where the king is but it's where all the you know unarmed 
guests yeah. and whatnot the are like and the, yeah, yeah, the attendance the and, and stuff, servants yeah. and whatever like oh yeah. brutal so and uh that's a great obviously that's a wonderful way to end the chapter so yeah for sure so what's unity your, uh, what's your highlight for uh well i i liked i liked the highlight that, that you brought out um so I'm gonna I'm gonna back you up on that with regards to the wits, uh, uh, you know, only those that are you know powerful or can benefit from my mockery are the ones that will get it. Yeah. Um. Almost you have to be deserving of it. Yeah. You know, so I, I really I really like that. Yeah, I like that. Um. Just kind of going back over my. Notes I also here. like the imagery of the um. The, the armies of Alethkar coming to the Shattered Plains and being broken by the landscape. I, I, I like that too. Mm, it's another yeah. it's another theme that comes back again from from when Kaladin said it. Yeah, no, I, I like that. What was the other little little uh, bomb that we had earlier in our conversation with regards oh, to about this the um, about the king's wit and um, Dalfar yes, losing the his comparison, wits. Dalfar, yeah, losing his wit and, and having that sort of king comparison. Mm-hmm. I think that that is a subtle little thing that I like. My, yeah, me too. We're, like, we're probably reading the tea leaves there, but yeah, I, and but, you know what? I don't so care. What? That's, uh, <laughs> I don't no, that's care great. if we're reading the tea leaves. Uh, you've no. you, uh, I, I've read these series forever, and I've told this before. Now I'm looking yeah. at it differently because you're yeah. picking up on things, and I don't want to be left behind about picking up on things. So I'm I'm trying right. to read it more critically. So well, well, that's good, uh, and that's the I've. I've always, this is maybe why I, I read so slowly, but I've always taken that approach to reading is mm-hmm. I'm, al- I'm always trying to find the hidden gems that are there, the, the, the gem hearts, if you will. Um, yeah. Oh, look at you. That, that are there, even if the writer meant them or not. More than likely, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to assume that Brandon, Mr. Sanderson, means every single one of them. Um, but there may be a few that were unintended. Yeah. And just happy um, accidents. Mm-hmm. What as Bob Ross says. Chapter 13. Mm-hmm. Ten, ten heartbeats. Ten heartbeats. Yeah, buddy. And the chapter just begins saying ten heart. It begins with the title. Well, yeah. so so first of all, well, I guess we already covered the other, uh, the the uh, info, um, the little intro bit that's that precedes the chapter. But ten yeah. heartbeats, one. That's yeah. all it says. Yeah. So, um. So this is the the chasm fiend battle. So right. we we get to see it, we get to have it be described. This thing is huge, fourteen legs, four huge claws. The claws are as large yeah. as a horse. Um, it is a very dark sort of purplish kind of color. I love that. I love the color. Oh yeah, me too. I I, um, I I'm all about the purple. This was the, I, this was a prince extravaganza. Yeah. Uh, because I wrote, I wrote down purple. Uh, I, I am just purple, purple. Well, get getting jumping ahead. Uh, purple and and violet. I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna save those for for a little bit. But so please come, let's let's come back to color. Purple and violet. Yeah. Um. But this thing, the, the, this is when the page is just turned and turned and turned. Now I did yeah. have a I had to stop midway to pause to do something else and then I got uh, distracted and then I I took a break but as soon as I finished uh, this this chapter it was flip 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 and I was done. Yeah. So what do you think as a dungeon I... master about this monster? <laughs> oh my gosh, are you kidding me? Fucking, I, wouldn't you I, love I, to set that against are, people? Oh, are you kidding? This well in in our bear if we continue our barrow uh barrows of the forgotten king um campaign mm-hmm. 
I have every intention uh, of taking advantage of an abandoned kingdom where a monster of this kind could definitely lurk. You should uh, uh, you should look up online like Google three point five Chasm Fiend. Oh, have you? Got it. Oh, oh yeah. good, Dude. good. I'm so glad. Well, I'm so I'm glad. Way, way ahead, and that's why with your character with with Ghost. Now we're on a tangent, but with yeah. it, with 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 the blue um, sapphire that you've already found, and I've already yeah, dropped yeah. sapphire a few times. Um, sort of dropping that little hint, hint. Um, I think that's the best compliment you can give about this series is that um, the, you reading this book, series inspiring. of books now, and then you're it's be it's like infecting your D and D game. You're like, I gotta put in sapphires, I gotta put in emeralds, I gotta I gotta use chasm fiends, I gotta you yeah, know like I've gotta name I've gotta name all my weapons. Yeah, I've gotta <laughs> yeah, name all my it. steeds. I've gotta yeah, bring I in steeds. Well, it. actually, with with regards to the steeds, I just like you know I oh I was so want to put together uh, more kind of a classic you know i don't know a chivalrous uh horses uh, and or, yeah mounted yeah. uh sort of a game at some point we'll, yeah. we'll 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 get there but in this chapter um i love the counting yes oh my gosh so it was ten like heartbeats is ten heartbeats how long it takes to summon your summon your shard yeah yes and he oh, says something like uh, in battle when your heartbeat's going strong it comes to you faster mm. And mm. when your heart beats slow, it comes to you slower. So it really is 10 heartbeats. And I could just imagine that time was in slow motion. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like as it was describing this, this beast and all of the people that, that, that died and fell into the chasm as a result of its first mm -hmm. you know, slam attacks. Yeah, and because it breaks around. Yeah, exactly. Like all of that is all that chaos is just happening. And. Uh, and, and of course, this this count is happening in the text. Just great. Just a wonderful uh, use of uh, of uh, I guess tension. I guess in the writing. And uh, and then again, I loved uh, the name dropping that takes place. Uh, Elokar draws his shard blade, which is Sunraiser. Yeah. Uh, you get to find out Adeline Steed's name, of course, Sureblood. It's a white Rishadium stallion. Yeah. Uh, I love. I had to put. A, I had to put a star beside this. Gallant, according to, um, well, I, I'm not sure if it was uh, necessarily uh, Dalinar's thoughts, but Gallant uh, was made of stronger stone than that. Yeah, it was uh, referring to him being made of stone. It's a horse. I love it. I, I'm not yeah. sure if there's anything to that description, but the, I just love the, the way it's that. It's just was a, a, how strong he is. Because any horse, mm -hmm. any other horse, if he if Dalinar had when done the same of jumping on it. On it. Yeah, right, it right. might have broken any other horse's back, but right. Rashidium is made of stronger stuff, like stone. Mm, I love mm. it. Oh, I yeah. love that so much. Yeah, so, um, uh, and, and, and of so, course, this, this, this was a job for the blade. This is when the chaos is happening and shaking down. Yeah. And, you know, they're, they're, they're preparing what to do. Uh, Dalinar is giving orders, you know, for, for people to, you know, uh, for a volley to happen with arrows and all this sort of thing. And he's assessing the situation and his conclusion is this is a job for the blade. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, me too. It's great. This, uh, this chasm oh. fiend though is something fucking crazy. eh? like it, oh. um, it reaches down and grabs the chawl, which is like this, like, you know, oversized, <laughs> uh, thi um, well, wagon thing. And it and, just crushes it and fucking throws it in its mouth and, eat, and eats it like this. Yeah. Like, Oh yeah. Th this, this chasm fiend is, is, is ridiculous. It's, uh, and, there's a, there's a description where it says it bellows with four separate voices. Mm -hmm. And I, this is something I hadn't really caught on to when I first read them. Like I only really saw that when I read it this time, but that's really creepy, dude. Like the, a bellow of four 
different voices in it. Like it sounds mm-hmm. almost demonic or something. Like yeah, oh, it's creepy. Mm-hmm. But Dalinar says, like, you know, he understands why the Parshendi call these things gods. Because, mm. like, like, look at this thing. Like, it's fucking crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, for, uh, yeah, 14 legs. Elo- so in, in the name dropping, again, love this. Just reading into it. Elokar's Mount mm-hmm. is called Vengeance. Yeah. And yeah. this is of Shin stock. Yeah, so he's just a regular horse. But he's a really good horse. Like he's the shin stock horses are really, really good mm. uh, as far as regular horses go. So he's got like one of the best horses you could have, but he doesn't mm-hmm. have a rashadium. And they almost they don't even use the word horse when talking about the rashadiums. They refer to them as stallions. So they're mm-hmm. not even a horse. It's like they're its own breed. It's like own Separate. race of yeah. I like I like this little shin stock thing. I, I just made a connection with Zeth um right. there. So I was thinking, so I was just, you know, reading into it that, you know, vengeance. Uh, now, as we find out, it wasn't necessarily vengeance that was done upon the king from Zeth's perspective. Right. Be, being a Shin. Um, but yet, you know, great and terrible things were done. Um, so I, I just felt that it sort of, you know, poetically kind of um, made this vengeance steed that Elokar was on. Um I don't know. It, it just gave it a bit of a different character than than the other uh, horses. Yeah, it make, it makes sense, right? Like his he's a paranoid of the assassin in white, who was Shin, mm-hmm. and he mm-hmm. is riding a, a like a, a Shin horse. It's just there's definitely mm-hmm. some some stuff going on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Elokar um, slams to the ground. Yeah, in this battle. Uh, drops his shard well, blade. He tells him like fears. he says. Dalinar says like like hold the fuck back. Let Adelon yes, and I go in there and nope. weaken it, and then you can come in and get the the fucking victory or whatever. Well, he even says he even says gallant would obey. Yeah, <laughs> he's you know he's, yeah, he's exactly saying, yeah. I, my horse will obey. Why won't you? Yeah, right. <laughs> but he doesn't. Yeah, he, Dalinar doesn't really like the fact that the king is entering the fight, but he thinks okay, the no. the plate should protect him, so it's not. I'm not gonna like worry too too much about it. But he tells the mm-hmm. king, attack the legs, attack the legs. And the king's like, you fucking attack the legs. I'm going to distract it like the hero. So he runs right up to it and he's all like, I'm the king, <laughs> bitch. And, and, and he's like, you know, I, I'm, I've got the, the Rishadium um, stallion. Yeah. So I, I have the quicker, faster horse. So why, why, you know, why are we reversing these roles here? But no, Elkar won't have it. He wants the glory. He's, he wants the yeah. glory. And you know but what? It, it starts. Love, it, it actually works pretty good for a bit, right? Like he's actually doing a pretty good job of distracting them, and because yep. Dalinar and Adelin are able to cut like two or three legs each, and mm-hmm. and we remember that um, when a shard blade cuts flesh, living flesh, it doesn't actually cut it; it just renders it useless. Yep. Right? Useless. Yeah. So it does. It can't actually cut through thing. living flesh. Um, as soon as it's dead, though, it can cut it right off, like nothing, like butter, mm-hmm. um, just like butter. Like butter. I can't believe it's not butter. <laughs> um, um, yeah, but the king's doing a really good job. Until, he, he, until he gets yeah. slammed to the ground and the chasm yeah. fiend uh, is, uh, you know, lumbering kind of near him, over him. And uh, there he is without a weapon. His uh, yeah. shard blade, one side of his hand, of course, disappears into mm. the mist until he can call it again, which is, yeah. of course, another 10 heartbeats away. Yeah, exactly. Um, he like does um he does a sharp turn with the horse and it's like the saddle breaks. 
Mm-hmm. That's right. The saddle breaks. Yeah, that's and it. He, uh, mm-hmm. And he falls off the horse, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you're right. He loses his weapon, and now he, it's going to take him 10 heartbeats, which we just said, like, you know, seems to... You know, does, that doesn't take too long to 10 heartbeats, but in the thick of battle, it probably feels like slow-mo, like you said. And these mm-hmm. this massive claw looms over the uh, the king. And then, yeah. out of nowhere... Well, hang on. Whoa, whoa, we're, we're oh. not quite there yet, because, oh, okay. uh, because, because Elokar draws Sunraiser again. Oh, right, right. Okay? And, and he attacks the Chasm Fiend, and again, what does he do? He goes right for the chest. Right. He's going for this glory. He wants glory... <laughs> In this yeah. battle, he just wants it so bad, and he tries to go for like the one punch. It, yep, goes right for the chest, and uh, the beast turns. Um, his tail uh, hits uh, Gallant, uh, so steed that uh, Dalinar is riding, and dismantles Dalinar. Mm-hmm. Um, so Dalinar shouts, "You know, um, you know, run to, to, to yeah to to get away, and Elkar won't have it." Um, uh, and then uh, I think Sadius at some point throw, uses the, uh, the, the shard bow and creates a distraction. So the shard bow, yeah. So, so when the shard bow comes in and slams into the chasm fiends, I think it's head. His head, yeah. This was when, I uh, love it, mm, purple nurples, purple gore <laughs> spurted free. Yeah. Okay, come on. Purple gore spurted free. Yeah. <laughs> So this thing really is Prince then. Is yeah, this saying. is this is purple. I just love it. Purple gore, purple, and then later violet ichor. I mean, come on. These well, the my- earlier when it talks, actually, you know, you might be onto something because earlier when it says, remember I was saying it was creepy, the be- bellowing four voices. Mm. One of those voices was going, Ray. I think it was. <laughs> <laughs> I think it might have been singing that. So <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I just want your. That was such a good song. Such a good song. Purple gore, spurted free. Yeah, this was great. So, and having Sadius uh, shoot this 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 um, giant steel uh, this this um, arrow. Yeah, because it's uh, the the shard bow is like it needs some, bow, a shard yeah. plate where to actually pull it right. Like mm, it's yeah. like a uber a composite longbow. Right. So the, and and I love the fact that he you know he hits and then when uh, I think it's Dalinar and him exchange glances on the battlefield, they unite right there. Like yeah, they salute right. They they disagree. They don't get yeah. along in many way in many ways, mm-hmm. but they are united in protecting the king. Right. So um, he says um, we didn't really talk about this yet, but uh, uh, Adeline earlier in the the last chapter I think says that they used to be friends. Um, Sadius. And Dalinar and, used to be uh, really good Dalinar. friends, and then yeah. uh, and now they're not. And so there's obviously something that happened, um, but they are, like you say, they are still united. The one thing they still do agree on is to protect the king. Mm-hmm. Um, so more arrows start slamming into it, mm-hmm. um, and then the Dalinar thinks further. to himself, "Is like now is the point of no return. Now we're in it. Like right. it won't run yeah. away. Now it will nope. follow us until we're all dead, or until it's dead itself." Right. And, and then we get like uh, Aladdin, uh, Adeline kick, uh, cuts one one of the legs or stabs one of the legs, and yep. then uh, it says like the half the legs are there. So he's got like you said how many legs did you say earlier? It was fourteen? Fourteen, legs? and they they took off like seven or eight. I think yeah. So point. there's like that's about half now, right? Like, mm-hmm. and then of course the creature is 
you know, coming down right on with one of these, um, I think, I think with one of its claws, uh, right on top of the king. Yeah. And, and this is where, uh, Dalinar's, Gal, uh, he sends the horse away, Dalinar. right? He sends yeah, the, the horse, horse away. Horse is he, away. It's already gone. Yeah, he gets hit by a tail, I think, right? He, like, they, the tail, oh. it swarms around and it swings its tail and it hits, uh, uh Dalinar and the, and the horse gallant oh. uh, and the Rashadian gallant. And it knocks them to the ground. When the horse gets yeah. up, Dalinar's like, get the fuck out of here. Like he yep. go, go. And um, and then out of nowhere, this his second son, Renard, is like, hey dad, can I do anything? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he shows up. Yeah. And it, like, like, no, get 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 back. I I I like the fact that he went in there. Um, he went in there what? Uh unarmed and yeah, riding on what? What was he riding? Like a on? regular horse or something. Yeah, like um, so I think that says a lot about his character. That's like yeah. a that's a little bit of a you know Captain America kind of moment. Uh, you know when he jumped on the on the grenade in that in the movie version of this. Of right. He's you know, this little and, guy who can try, right? He's this little guy who can try, and he and he doesn't care. Like I'll I'll die. Like this is what the job is. <laughs> yeah. Here, let me job, let but... me read this part though. It's pretty funny. He's like father. And Dalinar turned to see Renarn, dressed in a stiff blue colon uniform with a long coat buttoned to the neck, riding a rocky, uh, uh, riding across the rocky ground. Father, are you well? Can I help? <laughs> and Dalinar's like, fool boy, go, get out of here. Like, and he's like, but, but, he's like, you're unarmed and unarmored. Get back before you get yourself killed. And so then Renarn, like, pulls the horse away. But like, like you said... Or like uh, Wit said earlier, like he's not as fragile as everyone thinks he is. Yeah, I actually, I, I really loved that moment. To be honest, like I, yeah. I, uh, if if I were to read that, I would read it very differently than Father. <laughs> <laughs> Father, can I help? Uh? Are uh, you well? Yeah, no. I, <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's all about delivery. And uh, and how so I, I don't know I mean you're you're right it does seem a little disjointed and I can definitely see that but yeah. uh, I think it's it was also I think the purpose of it was to interject uh, that character into that moment right. and yeah. and it showed again it showed it showed the the it showed the real bravado so I mm -hmm. think that you know the the line that was earlier that was insecurity um, is uh, an indicator of uh, Oh, no, what was it now? No, in my previous notes for chapter twelve, I think it was the hallmark of insecurity is bravado. Yeah. Um. So, but here, here you're actually seeing real bravery. I think. Right, because um, he's probably scared as fuck. And he's not armored, and he's got no sword. Right. Like but there's he... his dad, like his dad being threatened, and also, you know what? I mean, it's probably because he. He doesn't see. He hasn't seen the Blackthorn either, right? So he's thinking, my like my dad could die. He's a he's a living legend, right? And he could meet his end here. Like I I'm I'm gonna try to do something. Mm -hmm. So um, Adelin comes in now, and he starts yes. fighting beside the king, and uh, they both get knocked down by claws. Um, Elakar loses his blade again. And then it says that Dalinar became something different. Mm -hmm. um, Dalinar, Adeline, yeah. It said Adeline knew he was seeing him. 
Yeah, he said that um, Gavilar's son is danger, and now something changes inside. Uh, this is still Dalinar's perspective, I think. That he mm-hmm. something changes in him. He failed Gavilar that night, or whatever. And but there are two things that still remain of his brother: the kingdom and his son. And so now he's in, he's like a nothing now. I think the last line of that is nothing else mattered. And so he like he's going to go save this matter. kid. Gavilar's kingdom and Gavilar's son. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we change POVs again to Adeline. Adeline is a little bit fuzzy. He can't even really remember where he is. He must have like some kind of. Uh, he was just like all foggy from the the hit or whatever. Fog of um, war. He starts to summon his blade, and the king looks doomed. Like the his you know the, yeah. the cousin here, Adeline, yeah. is like, you know, um, just thinking about the ramifications of this. If Elokar dies, then the kingdom is going to shatter. The high princes will become divided. And there will literally be nothing to hold them together. Mm-hmm. And he's seeing all of this in in one moment, right? Yeah, and it's like, and it's like happening moment. kind of in slow motion again because the mm-hmm. the ten heartbeats is happening now, right? He's summoning mm-hmm. his sword, and he's it's almost like this. Not that it is happening in slow motion because that's not an effect of having the swords, but you're right when you said that earlier. It almost slows down the pace of what the oh, characters are absolutely. thinking when they're waiting for that blade. Yeah, absolutely. It it it's it slows the the experience of time. I mean, even though I was <laughs> this. This is interesting because even though I was flipping the pages faster than many other chapters, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it, time is going slowly. Right. And yeah, that's, it's, it's uh, really kind of weird. Eh? It's like, yeah, it is it's weird. weird how it tricks you. Um, and of course, a great moment. His father, uh, Dalinar, the Blackthorn, shows his true colors and yeah. comes in and saves saves the king by getting yeah. in between this crushing blow from this absolute monster. Yeah. And w- while it's crushing down upon Alinar, um, you know, a, a, you know, most people looking on this were just in, in complete shock, including Sadius. Like yeah. Sadius, Sadius. Everyone's just like, off. what? Yeah. Yeah. Like Adius actually stopped, I think firing his bow. Like he, he took a moment to, see this glorious moment in battle like take place yeah dadalyn says um dalinar moved faster than a man should ever move even in a shard plate Mm -hmm. and that some men knew thought they knew how to use shard blades and shard plate but dalinar Mm -hmm. made them look like children yeah at times proved them all children yeah yeah for me this is the moment that we first see the blackthorn he fucking catches it bro yeah and now, remember, uh, remember a couple of weeks ago when our buddy Jay, who was reading this, uh, the series as well, thought he texted a picture of a chull, a regular chull right. that pulls a wagon. And I was like, dude, spoilers. That's what, I thought, that's what I thought it was. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't a chull. That picture that he sent was a picture of Dalinar catching the claw of the Chasm Fiend. Because what oh, you don't notice it? at the bottom of that picture is... It's a huge chasm fiend on the very bottom. There's a dude holding the claw up above his head. And I'm mm. like, what are you doing? Send in that picture, bro. <laughs> like, it's one of the well, most I, amazing moments. And this, and this, uh, the, like, like the, the shard plate of Dalinar is, is cracking under the weight yeah. of this. It's bleeding stormlight. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, down to this, uh, I think they refer to it as an ancient metal. Um, and then, and, and then Adeline comes in, uh, comes in to help. 
Yeah, he rushes over. He cuts a group of legs, and mm-hmm. the that's just enough legs to be like uh, to be useless. Yep. That now it tumbles under the weight of its own of itself. Right. Like it just Spring doesn't have enough legs out. to hold it. Yeah. Here we go, Violet. Spring out, Violet Icker. Yeah. So, uh, purple what was the first one there. Purple Gore spurted free, and Violet Icker. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So now I we go. We shift that. from a Raspberry Beret to like when doves cry, but it's like when Chasm fiends cry. <laughs> purple Icker. <laughs> purple Icker. So let's side note. Can we can we all agree as a society that the greatest um, uh, performance on stage that ever happened was Prince at the Super Bowl when it literally started fucking oh, raining know. down on him, know, and he's and still he's playing. Dead. And what and what he said, like, because there were people asking him prior to that performance, is there anything that we can do? And he says, he says, can can you make it rain harder? Yeah, he's fucking champ, dude. The guy was a fucking champ. I know. He's just there's no no. Yeah, no better. We'll Um, never. Yeah, maybe we should reserve a section of each pod just to talk about Prince, just in honor (laughs) of the purple one. Yeah, best color ever. Yeah. So Uh, then, uh, so then Dalinar like directs Alucard to go get the killing blow. Mm-hmm. Yes, he was over and fucking because young young men need their victories. Yep, and that's one of the things we didn't and... talk about earlier is that Adelin was like kind of against the whole hunt until Dalinar explained to him that you know um, Elikar needs this. He needs to feel yeah. in charge of the armies when he's going out on a hunt. Mm. He needs to feel a victory and then bolster his reputation in front of his people too. Mm-hmm. And so this is what this is, is attained. Now a bunch of people died because they fucked up. <laughs> they done fucked up. Yeah. And so I, I'm like, you know, predict where the thing was going to be. But at the end, he still got his glory sprint again. Well, this is it. Like the the glory sprint. Uh, that's the last thing that uh, that 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 appears as a soldier's yell in triumph. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's just it's a, a wonderful, cool battle. Wonderful, wonderful chapter. Yeah, it happens and, really uh, quick too. Oh well, like, well, like I said, it it didn't take long to read. It's no. just that it appears like it's taking place in in uh, in uh, slow motion because, yeah. in part, I think because of the counting these these yeah. the, like the ten heartbeats. Yeah, it's a really cool uh, little tool that he uses. Well, and he, and even just like the chapter name, like ten heartbeats, not very long, but it's long enough. Yeah, it's for long, sure, it's long enough. So, what's your uh, what's your highlight for this chapter? Oh, wow. I mean, of course, the return or the uh, the emergence of of uh, of Blackthorn, for sure. Yeah, I mean yeah. that's that is, that is the moment. I mean, several things in this chapter were amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, again, as I said, I love the highlight, or I love the the name dropping of all of the uh, weapons and the yeah, steam. that's really cool. It just it gave so much more character to me too. And you know, uh, it feels D and D to me. It feels super D and D to me. And I, it like really tickles those sensations that I have for D and D. And I'm like, you know, I want to play this world in D and D. And if I can't do that, then I'll just keep rereading these stories because they're fucking great. So I think I think I want to play D and D with Brandon Sanderson. I think that or he Mr. does. Sanderson. He does play. Well, Brandon, yeah, he does play, or he used go. to. Anyways, there's a whole I'm thing on online you can research. I think we should issue an open invitation for yes, Brandon. Yes, we should. Mr. Sanderson, if you're, if you're hearing this show, which, God, that would be awesome if you could hear this show, we would love to play D&D with you. I mean, <laughs> even if you just want to come in and play as a player, you don't even have to be the DM. It would just be awesome to, to interact with you. I, I hear he's actually a really super nice guy. 
Oh, I, I'm I'm sure of it. Here's some a couple um, of honorable mentions in this chapter here for me. I I think that uh, the emergence of the Blackthorn is my favorite part. The catching it is just amazing. Um, but mm-hmm. I really love the nod between Dalinar and Sadius, giving mm-hmm. us this like, yeah, um, this like almost trust in this singular mission. I, I really like that. I I'm, I'm a sucker for people who are at odds who come together. I really like that stuff. You know, I'm a I'm a yeah. I'm a fan of the uh, Dritz Duerden and Artemis and Shreri rivals who eventually work together kind of thing. I, I like I love I love that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, the for me for sure, I'm on board with you. Highlight is the catch. You can't beat the catch. No, you can't. You can't beat. Can't beat it. And the so, and the purple and the purple uh, the purple gore the purple the purple uh, gore. I just I love that somehow we were able to uh, shoehorn uh, the the purple one Prince in our uh, in our podcast. I think it should <laughs> there should always be a reason to have him in the podcast. So <laughs> that's right. Um, so I have a little list of info dump stuff here. We can get it's info a little bit more into. Dump. Oh, here it is. Can you uh, can you sing yeah. info dump to a Prince song for us? Uh, info dump, info dump. <laughs> that was a mighty good try. That was very well done. Um, so we uh, have some stuff on the shard plate here. Um, Adeline says to, he has to be careful to grab his canteen. The uh, plate grants extra strength, dexterity, and speed. And he mm. says that it takes practice to use these pl- this plate properly. Yes. Um, but we yeah. know that if uh, if Disney were to ever buy the rights to the Stormlight Archive, they just throw that away, and then anyone could just use the plate. Like you don't have to practice for anything. <laughs> yeah, right. So you wouldn't have to. Uh, yeah, you, you wouldn't have to have any train- well, no, training. No training. No training. None of that. Nah, just, oh, here's a shard blade and shard plate. Just do whatever you want. Be the be just the character to, we need you to be. Just need to you know rehydrate some some food with uh with an oversized helmet and. Uh, yeah. And you're pretty good. much you can do anything and good to go. yeah, good to go. <laughs> um, it says that shard plate um transfers sensation. Um, so you're wearing these huge gauntlets, but it feels like you're wearing thin gloves instead. Um mm. one of the cool things I liked is that when they put down yeah, their that... uh, their visors, it like puffs out this mist when it, yeah. it, it closes, Side, and yeah. then the visor becomes translucent, you can see through it. Yeah, it and still the needs the yeah. um it still needs the like uh, the eye hole or whatever that's called. What is that called? Slit. The eye slit. Yeah, the eye slit. Um, they still need that, but the rest of the helmet is translucent. And and Adeline, I think, is the one who says it's like the best part of wearing shard plate is that feature. It's just amazing. Mm. And then when uh, Dalinar gets hit by the tail and he start he flips around, um, mm-hmm. he says that the shard plate seems to know what direction is up. So it's uh, yeah, it's that's really interesting. Cool yeah. yeah, it's really really cool armor. Um, one of the things we get for the shard blade here is um, um, shard blade turn, returning to mist is a way to protect it from being taken by your enemies, which is really really cool. Yes, and so okay, so I, ha- I have to admit, um, as a first time reader, and you know, a bit of douchebaggery on Sadius's part with comments and whatnot, um, and it's kind of been hinted, you know in other chapters uh, in part one that Sadius may not be someone to fully trust. Right. Um, there were subtle hints, but still they were, they were there. And we also get, we also get a, a good look at how he runs his work camps from Kaladin's point of view. Right. So mm. um, we have a reason to dislike him right now because one of our heroes, one of the people that is we like is greatly under, under him. Yeah. Correct. So, right. So, 
so I mean to put all that into perspective, when 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 the shard blades started dropping from their hands, I don't know if I was clear as a first time reader. Mm-hmm. They disappeared as a sort of a prevention from anybody getting it. Right. Well, I don't and think that I, becomes I clear until didn't... it gets t- said here, right? Right. So, and and I don't think I was clear at all either that they have the option of keeping it, of having right. it, you know, actually be there if they're if they're letting go of the weapon. Yeah. But certainly, when when the king first dropped um, Sunraiser, I thought that that could be a moment where Sadius might choose to strike. Right. And I wasn't sure if it was going to be, you know, on the king or I, I don't know. I, I as a first time reader, I was just wary of this. This um, is it called? There a seems to be. Yeah. Oh, there's, so so I was I was kind of wary of this presence off to the side. This Sadius. It wasn't until the moment that that you said also was one of your one of your highlights to like to mention honorable mentions was when Dalinar and Sadius look across from, from each other on this, on this, right. in this battle and acknowledge we're in this together. This is, you know, um, we're, we're here, we're here to protect the King and our differences are being put aside. Yeah. Um, so that was when I, I felt a little more relaxed. Um, but when, you, what, you I have to admit to trust him a little bit more. Yeah. But when, when the shard blades started dropping on the battlefield, mm-hmm. that's when I felt a little nervous about a possible, um, um, you know, a, a moment yeah. where someone might be trying to get a shard blade. Yeah, it's, it's a really good conti- contingency plan uh, or a, a security feature in the, the, the blade because anybody would just be taking anybody's blades, right? But you drop yours, it puffs away with smoke, and you're you're bonded to it, right? We'll, we'll get into that later. That's something for later. They talk a little bit more about it. Um, that'll be par- probably uh, probably uh, um, in more info dumps in the future. We're going to talk more about that. But for now, um, dropping it and it turning to mist seems to be a, a way of being able to protect it from being, being stolen. Um, uh, I have uh, some descriptions here. Oathbringer, Dalinar's blade, is six feet long. Yes. It's unwieldy in the hands of someone not wearing plate, so hence the enhanced strength, right? Um, he bonded it when he was 20 weepings old. 20 weepings old, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's long and slightly curved. It's a hand-spaced wide blade with a wave of serrations near the hilt. And it's mm-hmm. curved at the tip like a fisherman's hook. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Sunraiser, the king's blade, is long, thin, with a, thin, lar- yeah. a large crossbar etched with 10 fundamental glyphs on it. Yeah. Um, what else do I have here? Info dump. Don't you love an info dump? Um, Rashadiums are massive mythical stallions that choose their own riders. We already went through that. Um, and uh, um, love that was gl- that's glo- what the, sorry. I, go ahead. That that is one of my uh, honorable mentions for sure. That yeah, these, that Rashadiums choose their riders. Yeah. It's fucking love it. cool. I, I, yeah, I, I really love cool. it. It yeah. um it hints that they're intelligent, right? Like if if a, a an animal can choose its own, like it just hints that like this like underlining intelligence of the of the uh, of the creature of the of the stallion. Um, glory spread are tiny golden translucent globes of light. We see them a couple of times. Mm-hmm. The um, cobalt guard, cobalt for blue, is the king's personal guard. So the king's personal guard is blue, and we already know that the Colin army wears blue. So there's um, the king yeah. is of the Colin family, so it makes sense that the royal guard would be blue as well. Um, we talked about the uh, large uh, shard bows. 
yeah, that's it. That's all for my info dump. Just uh, just a quick little couple points about the armor and the swords. Mm. Um, so, uh, what did you think? Pretty great chapters, Jeff, right? Ems, Gemheart, Emerald, Glory Spring. Yes. Wonderful ending. And, and of course, the appearance, the emergence of Blackthorn. Mm-hmm. It was just a, a fantastic pair, pair of chapters. So, really looking forward to this part, too. Shalon, you know... The drawings are cool, but yeah. you know this Chasm Fiend and these other characters. I'm I'm, I'm excited. If this if this is uh, uh, most or 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 all of uh, part two, I'm very. I think very that one of the reasons why we're not getting Shalon in part two is mainly because she's got some reading to do. She bought all those books. Mm-hmm. Hasn't as expecting her to read up on it and make sure that she's educated enough to be able to help her in her own studies. So I think that a lot of what's going to be happening to Shalon over the course of this chat, the, the, this part is reading and and studying, and that stuff's not really action packed. Is, is, is that a hint long. to me that I have to start reading quicker and faster? Oh yes, and... it is. It's a duality. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> During part two, you should be reading just like Shalon is reading. If you miss Shalon so much, then read just with her. Yeah, that's funny. That's awesome. <laughs> Well, there you go. So awesome. I can't wait till the next, uh, till the next. So the uh, next chapters are chapters 14 and 15. 14 is payday. And 15 is the decoy. Um, 14 is a Kaladin chapter. And 15 looks like to be a Adeline chapter chapter. But we know that. Uh, we are transferring POVs in chapters right now. So just because it looks like a, a Kaladin chapter or an Adeline chapter doesn't necessarily mean that um, within that chapter we're going to switch POVs. So pretty exciting. Um, well, Payday, I, I believe, is a... Um, uh, I'm not sure which one it is. I was wondering if it was a... Uh, Parker Brothers... Oh, <laughs> yeah. Or if it isn't, was it a, a... isn't it a taco bar too? Isn't a payday a taco bar? <laughs> I don't know. I just was thinking initially, I'm, I'm thinking payday. Mm. Where have I heard? Oh, right. The board game. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I think it's a taco um, bar too. Oh, well, I haven't, I, I can honestly say I've never had a, never had a, uh, it's a Parker Brothers. Yeah, it's a Parker Brothers. Oh, there you go. Yep. 1975. Well, if anybody... A little, uh, a little um, shout out to Payday, the board game. There you go. Yeah. Uh, so they're, not, uh, they're not a sponsor of the show, so don't yeah. uh, don't get all uppity that we went all corporate. <laughs> We're still amateur. Uh, um, yeah, yeah, so if anybody great. out there uh, wants to support the show, uh, if you like what we're doing right now and you want to support us, you can go to uh, patreon.com slash heroes of. Um, you can uh, go to our hub of info and find uh, all of our links at heroesof.ca. That's our website that Jay has been working on for us. It's uh, it's up and running right now. It still needs a, a couple of things to be uh, to be entered, but you can access it right now. Um, if you want to chat with us at all, you can um, get a hold of us on Twitter at Heroes of One or on Instagram at Heroes of Hakathra. Uh, we will be um, probably making a Facebook page at some point. I have to get my ass into the Facebook world and do that, but uh, we'll be doing that soon. Um, so yeah, I hope you all enjoyed the episode. Jack, thanks a lot for uh, for podcasting today. As always, a pleasure. Mm-hmm. And uh, can't wait for the next one. Take care until then. All right, till then. Thank you.
StormPod is brought to you by Heroes Of. Theme song by Jack Forrest Productions. Additional music by Jason Moran. Produced by Jack, Jay, Phil, Mike, and Sean, the heroes of Hakathra. Thank you.